for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome you to Living Life. Today we're going to be looking at Psalm 149. This is what we might call the penultimate psalm. It's the next to the last psalm. And boy, what a psalm it is, because again, it starts with the words, praise the Lord, and then it ends with praise the Lord. And what an opportunity we have to look at this great book in the Bible, the longest book in our Bible. It's a book that is like the prayer book for God's people, and it's also the praise book for God's people. And in this psalm, we're going to see reasons for rejoicing in the Lord. I mean, do you realize that He is our King? And we are going to see that in this psalm, that yes, he rules and reigns, and he invites us into a life with him. We're going to see that God is our maker, that he indeed is our creator, and we have from him life and breath and all things. And we're also going to see another reason to praise him and to rejoice and that is that he delights in us, that he finds joy in this creation of his, that which he created in his own image. And then also we're going to see in this text that he brings victory to his people. So yes, there is many reasons to give him praise and many reasons to rejoice in the Lord. So let's have ears to hear now as the scripture is read to us at this time. Psalm chapter 149 verses 1 through 9. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their Maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their King. Let them praise His name with dancing and make music to Him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in His people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let His faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. So Psalm 149, this almost the end of the Psalms. It's just, we only got one more left. But here again, we're told to praise the Lord. And that's an invitation for me to do that. And it's an invitation for you. This is a universal call 
to praise the Lord. And I like the way that verse 1 then continues and says, Sing to the Lord a new song. Well, of course we'll sing a new song because his mercies are new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. And so as we have, say, a new insight into who God is, we can burst forth into more praise. We might be drawn to say Psalm 23 and just realize that with the Lord as our shepherd, we therefore lack nothing. And so we just want to praise him with new songs and we might have a new hope. There could be new blessings in our lives and even new birth for when we come to a realization of God giving us faith and we respond to him with this new life, of course, our hearts will then have a new song to sing. But there can also be new birth, like physical birth. I know that my wife and I are rejoicing right now because our son and daughter-in-law just give, gave us a new granddaughter and she is beautiful and she is loved and we have a new song more reasons we're just seeing God's mercies new every morning and we want to give him all praise well in our text we also see that the people of God get to be glad in their king and so yes we have a God who rules and reigns and he invites us to be a part of his kingdom that is among us right now. We don't have to wait until we die. We get to have life with him now as our king. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But there are other reasons to give him praise and other ways to rejoice in the Lord. For example, in verse 3 it says, Let them praise his name with dancing, and make music with him with timbrel and harp. Well, I have to be honest with you, that's not really something that comes natural for me. I don't have a good rhythm and beat. It's something that really isn't a gift that I have. But nevertheless, there have been some times that have been very special in dancing. I think of the time when my daughter got married and we did the father-daughter dance. And it was just a very emotional time for me. It also reminded me of when she was a little girl and we would go walking in the neighborhood and we would come always to this place where there was this loose, metal manhole and it, this cover and we would dance on that. She loved to just move about on it and she would just invite me in to join her and together we would just dance around this manhole making uh, music, we would be singing, laughing and I think that God really took great delight in that seeing this love of a father and a daughter and just living and worshiping him because he is the one 
who has given us this great love relationship. Well, then we also see in verse 4, where it says, the Lord takes delight in his people. I mean, isn't that amazing that the God of this universe actually delights in us? And so, yes, whether we're red or yellow, black or white, we are precious in his sight. And of course, we too get to delight ourselves in the Lord and to seek our joy in him. And then finally, I want to just point out verse 5 where it says, Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. I mean, our beds become like a pulpit of praise. So as, for example, tonight, as you put your head on your pillow at night, you can just thank God for how he was with you throughout the day. And then you can also trust him to keep you through the night. We have a wonderful God, and there are so many reasons to rejoice in the Lord. And I just hope that you and myself, that we can have eyes to see all the wonders of God, of how good and glorious he is, and that we would praise the Lord, and that we would do so to his glory and our joy. As we close this Living Life devotion, I want to draw your attention to verse 6. It says, May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands. It's as if God's word is saying to us that yes, we're to praise the Lord, but we're also to fight the good fight of faith. And as we do so, we know that it's God who brings the victory. Ultimate victory belongs to the Lord. It doesn't belong to a king or a dictator or some nation or some virus or any anti-Christ. All victory belongs to the Lord. And we're told that in the end, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And look at how the psalm ends where it says, This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful that we have much to give you praise for. Lord, there are so many reasons to rejoice. We thank you that indeed you are our maker. You are our creator that everything that we have, life and breath and all things, comes from you. And Lord, we thank you that indeed you are our king. And Father, we thank you that you delight in us. And that, Father, there is victory in Jesus. Lord, we thank you that in fact we can sing a new song because your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen.
Bulletin, a world of snapping in closer. CG.